Welcome to Hakol Radio's Top 3 segment, where we discuss the top three news stories of the day. Hakol Radio, powered by the Muncie Mavasser and broadcasting live from Schlerko Studios in Muncie, New York. Number 1 President Joe Biden and House Speaker Kevin McCarthy have reached a much-awaited budget deal averting a potential catastrophic U.S. default just days ahead of a June 5th deadline. Both sides are expected to point to some victories in the bill. Biden said on Sunday, May 28th, that the bill, quote, represents a compromise which means no one got everything they wanted. The House released the 99-page text of the deal on Sunday evening in which the agreement would keep non-defense spending roughly flat in the 2024 fiscal year and increase it by 1% the following year, as well as provide for a two-year debt limit increase. The agreement would fully fund medical care for veterans at the levels included in Biden's proposed 2024 budget blueprint, including a fund dedicated to veterans who have been exposed to toxic substances or environmental hazards. Biden saw $20.3 billion for the Toxic Exposure Fund in his budget, and Republican negotiators ensured that funding was left untouched. The agreement would expand some work requirements for the Supplement Nutrition Assistance Program, or SNAP, formerly known as food stamps, it would raise the age for existing work requirements from 49 to 54, similar to the Republican proposal, but those changes would expire in 2030. The White House said it would at the same time reduce the number of vulnerable people, including veterans and people who are homeless, of all ages who are subject to the requirements. The agreement would rescind about $30 billion in unspent coronavirus relief money that Congress approved through previous bills, with exceptions made for veterans' medical care, housing assistance, Indian health services, and some $5 billion for a program focused on rapidly developing the next generation of COVID-19 vaccines and treatments. The deal puts in place changes in the National Environment Policy Act for the first time in nearly four decades that would designate, quote, a single lead agency to develop environmental reviews in hopes of streamlining the process. Republicans have long sought to reel back the Biden administration's efforts to provide student loan relief and aid to millions of borrowers during the coronavirus pandemic, while the GOP proposal to rescind the White House's plan to waive $10,000 to $20,000 in debt for nearly all borrowers failed to make it into the package. Biden agreed to put an end to the pause on student loan repayment. Once Biden signs the package, the pause in student loan repayments would end within 60 days. Speaker McCarthy said the House will vote on the legislation on Wednesday, May 31st, giving the Senate time to consider it before the June 5th deadline, the date when Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen said the U.S. could default on its debt obligations if lawmakers did not act in time. Number 2 Israeli security forces clashed with Palestinians in Jenin and Nablus for several hours on Monday, May 29th, in order to make arrests throughout the West Bank for known terrorists. The operation was carried out by a collaboration of the IDF, the Israel Defense Forces, the Shin Bet Domestic Security Agency and the Border Police. The IDF released information about sustaining heavy fire in the Jenin area, and sources added that the Palestinian that Palestinian gunmen shot an IDF Tiger vehicle. The military confirmed that several armory vehicles were indeed damaged. The Al Quds Brigade took credit for the event, saying that its Jenin battalion fired heavy salvos of bullets and explosive devices at IDF soldiers during the raid. At least five Palestinians were wounded by live fire during the clashes, and one Palestinian man was hurt by the explosive devices thrown by the Al-Quds brigades. 
In Nablus, the IDF forces operating near the Askar refugee camp came under fire east of the city, and a number of Palestinians were wounded during the clashes. It was reported that three suspects were arrested. Confrontations also broke out in the Al-Arub camp, north of Hebron, where three more suspects were arrested. All in all, at least 12 arrests were made throughout the West Bank, with reports of at least a dozen wounded, two of them seriously. Weapons were also confiscated as part of the operation. But in better news coming from Israel, the naval version of the Iron Dome system successfully completed a series of multi-system and multi-tier tests, and is fully ready to be installed on the Israeli Navy's SAR-6 Magen Corvettes, according to Israel Defense Ministry. The Israel Missile Defense Organization under the Israeli Ministry of Defense, DDRND, along with the Israeli Navy and Rafael Advanced Defense Systems, adapted the land-based missile interception system for naval use and called it Sea Dome. The Sea Dome system consists, constitutes a significant leap in our defense capabilities and ensures the Israeli defense establishment's superiority and operational capabilities in the, face of, in the face of growing threats in the maritime arena, said Israeli Defense Minister Yoav Gallant. The Sea Dome can intercept threats fired from a ship deep at sea, detecting it while in mid-air and destroying it long before it can pose any danger to the ships. The various threats can include unmanned aerial vehicles, rockets, and cruise missiles. Gallant added that the naval adaption of the Iron Dome is part of building an advanced multi-tier defense system. Number 3 President Recep Tayyip Erdogan has won Turkey's presidential election, defending opposition leader Kemal Kilishtaro in the Sunday, May 28th runoff election, stretching his rule into a third decade. With 99.43% of the votes counted, preliminary official results announced by Turkey's Supreme Election Council on Sunday showed Erdogan winning with 52.14% of the votes, while Kilishtaro received 47.86%. Speaking to thousands of his supporters outside the presidential complex in Ankara, Erdogan said that now was the time to quote, put aside all the debates and conflicts regarding the election period and unite around our national goals and dreams. Erdogan said that among the government's main priorities would be fighting inflation and healing the wounds from a catastrophic earthquake on February 6th, which claimed more than 50,000 lives in Turkey and neighboring Syria. Speaking at his party headquarters in the capital Ankara, Kilishtaro said he would continue to fight until there is, quote, real democracy in Turkey. Quote, this was the most unfair election period in our history. We did not bow down to the climate of fear, he said. In this election, the will of the people to change an authoritarian government became clear despite all the pressures. Thanks for tuning in to the Top 3 segment live on Hako Radio and have a great day.